While we await the upcoming Coffee Shop Conversations arrivals of China Forbes, Gordon Lee, and Peter Damon, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Shelley Garrett, the new executive director of Artichoke Music. She's no stranger here, having booked the live music for the last couple of years, and also having been a fixture on the blues scene in Oregon for a long time with her work with the Cascade Blues Association. She has a hand in several major events. Coming up, a spring clearance sale in the store March 31st to April 2nd, their first ever fundraiser telethon on April 15th, and a week of events from June 4th to June 10th in the cafe to celebrate uh, their 50th anniversary, culminating in a concert on June 11th with artichoke favorites from the past. Let's meet Shelly Garrett. Well, Shelly, I can't welcome you to Artichoke because you're always here now. <laughs> yes, it's a home away from home. <laughs> uh, and you, you've only been executive director now for a few weeks. Yep, March 12th. Wow. But I've been the booking manager for almost a year, so I've kind of eased my way in. Oh, uh, I, I don't think I don't think you eased your way in. I think you 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 have. Uh, <laughs> You know, made this place uh, made this place happen in place again. Well, thank you. There's you know? there's a lot of new people. Um, as we bring new artists in, mm-hmm. one of the things I like to do is when we're announcing at the beginning is ask how many people are here for the first time. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's half the audience. Yeah. Generally, it's about a third. So that that yeah. bodes well for the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the diversity of the music is 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 real interesting. We're trying. I mean, we're trying to involve as many different musical communities as we can. That's in our name, Artichoke Community Music. It's been that way for decades, and we need to keep that going. We need to keep inviting new communities in and let them find this wonderful, wonderful listening room. Yeah, but one of your keys is is your license plate. Oh, (laughs) blues girl. (laughs) Blues girl. (laughs) And that's that's my background. I've been in the blues bubble for a long time. Mid-90s, I was on the board of the Cascade Blues Association, Uh and also recently for three years, I was vice president and then president when Greg Johnson went down Uh with cancer. So, you know, I've been in and out of it for a while. I've done their calendar for many years, off and on. I did the jazz calendar for 23 years, so... I've always been a supporter of the music that I like in Portland. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting because when we had Gordon Lee in here last time, you know, uh, he—I uh, don't think he was aware that you were here. No, and at the uh, time, I'd probably never met him, but I typed his name in in a, a word processor times. back in the day—a brother <laughs> word processor—and Leroy Vinegar. I wish I had saved. We used to send out paper uh-huh. mailings to people to fill in their calendars, and they would do it. Uh-huh. And I had people complain. I'm like, if Leroy Vinegar can send this in every month, what is your problem? You know, and I wish I had saved some of those that he wrote in his wonderful handwriting. So, okay. So, what is it? What What is your job as executive director? Are you just run the show now? Absolutely. Um, yeah. There's a lot of volunteers here. We have. We're down to one salaried employee Hmm. which is sarah wolf who is wonderful she does all of the back end ticketing website newsletter teachers and everything but um right now i worry about the finances which are always Uh going to be interesting in a nonprofit. yes we're uh taking care of the store taking care of the still doing the booking because i don't want to give that up because i think i'm hitting my stride oh god yeah and people seem to be responding Uh um and we have teachers we have classrooms upstairs we have Mm -hmm. wonderful teachers not all of them came back after covid right and that's that's part of the struggle the store and the teachers didn't come back 
where we uh. need them to to support this place. The uh-huh. cafe is probably about eighty five percent between the the uh, music and the bar. Yeah. But the other two, you know, they're struggling a little bit, and we're still working on bringing those things back. But they're not back yet. Uh, what do you think it'll take? Well, part of it's going to be some expense control, and our landlord's been wonderful. Uh-huh. He's he's lowering the rent a little bit for the next few months. Yeah. But July first, we are going to have to negotiate pretty hard to see what that looks like. I mean, our expenses far exceed our income right now. And really? the grants that, thank God, Bob Howard and Gary Furlow kept this place going through COVID. Yeah. The grants they were able to get kept everything going. But those right. grants have dried up. And I've talked to others in the nonprofit right. sector. Music Portland has been a great resource for us mm-hmm. um, just to network with other people. And those grants are not available. And they're much smaller than they used to be. So wow. yeah. I would love to get this place to where it was self-sustaining. And the grants were just gravy to do additional programming. Right. We're not there yet. Yeah. And it, it might take a year or two to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also like to have music in the cafe every single night, but we don't have enough volunteers to do that. Wow. So there's an opportunity to do that. There's enough bands that want to play here, even though no one gets rich at Artichoke. Right. <laughs> no one does. Everyone right. plays here for the love of the music. Yeah. And the warm, comforting room that Gary and Bob built here and yeah. built on the successes for decades before of all the people that have shepherded this wonderful, wonderful community. Well, if if goodwill could pay the bills. Yes. <laughs> well, and you know, and I've gone after some smaller things. You know, Lloyd Jones has a, a show here first Fridays and yeah. you know, he wasn't making enough money even though he was filling the room because he has a different guest every month. Right. They rehearse, you know, and how how can you ask someone to come here if you can't give them a guarantee? Right. Well, I went out and found him a sponsor. It's a few uh-huh. hundred bucks a month. Right. Not a big deal. Yeah. But it allowed him to get some different people in here. Uh-huh. In that case, then we started selling the room out. Yeah. Um, so they're walking out of here with decent paydays. So is Artichoke. So mm-hmm. sometimes those little things really help. That's um, not a little thing. No. Well, but it's it a only, major thing. But, you know, it's not like a $50,000 grant. But Correct. But still. It was wonderful. And yeah. I will tell you that the guy doesn't like his name batted about, but it's Jim Flynn. He owns a construction company. Uh-huh. And he always gets the same table. He has his own <laughs> reserved sign here, but he doesn't really want a lot of recognition for it. But he yeah. just gave us a little more. He gave us, he upped it starting in April. Wow. So um, little little things like that that are really, really important to keep it going. You know, I'll do 10 of those. <laughs> yeah. A lot yeah. easier than a $50,000 yeah. grant, which yeah. Yeah. if there's anybody out there that knows how to write grants, that's not my forte. <laughs> and I'll be looking for someone to help with that. All right, everybody. Did you hear that? Yeah. I mean, I've got an operations background. I have a merchandising background. Yeah. I can do pretty much everything else except play an instrument and write grants. <laughs> so we'll, we'll be looking to fill in those holes. Well, you know, I mean, I think that um, people... The Portland music community really does take care of its own. Absolutely. It's amazing. Really amazing. All of the people came out for Joey Scruggs last, you know, a week or so ago to take care of his medical bills and, uh, and, and did well. And, you know, when, when, uh, when, uh, Tracy Turner Payne put a, put up a GoFundMe for me when I was having surgery after surgery, which is not over yet, but still. Sure. You know, I mean, I don't know what I would have done. I mean, it's amazing. Of course, yep. Curtis, yeah. you know, this town has always taken care of Curtis Salgado. Yep. 
and he has found a new home here. He and Alan Hager, mm-hmm. um, I've known them a long time, so I was able to get them to do just a duo show here in June. That's great. Sold out three weeks before the event. As soon as he played here, he comes off the stage. He goes, I want to play here every month. I'm like, well, I can make that happen. But then he went off to Europe and around the country and everywhere else. But he's done three or four sold out shows here. He's going to start doing um, a music history talk on Mondays. That's great. Which we're just announcing. The first one's April 10th, where he's just going to sit here for a couple of hours. Yeah. Tell his wonderful stories. I've had those conversations with him. We all have, and we need to capture them. I know. Um, I I don't know if we're going to be able to live stream them. It might be live only. Yeah, He's got, yeah. he has some restrictions we have to work around. Yeah. I want to get him back on the podcast too. I Absolutely. mean, usually, I usually, they usually want me to wait until he's got an album coming out, but he hasn't had one for, for, uh, well, I know he's been recording. Well, of course he always is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I don't but, know how close he is, but uh, I need to get him back on here. Yeah. You know, but he's been, we a have so much supporter. fun. Yeah. Everybody does. He did a yes. harmonica workshop here yeah. with Hank Shreve in December. Wow, I remember when Hank Shreve was a kid. Yeah. He was a little kid and won all his contests. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, in fact, Hank and his dad are coming up here. They haven't played in Portland forever, and Hank uh-huh. and his dad are coming here in April. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be careful not do too much blues here. I mean, if you're a blues band playing in a bar every week, you don't belong here. No one's going to come and pay $15 cover. Right. This is a special room. But yeah. if you want to put yeah. a special show together yeah. with people you don't normally play with, that you, makes sense. You know what I would love to hear? And I don't I'm not the I'm not the person to try to get him to do it. But you, on the other hand, <laughs> I believe you can convince anybody to do anything. <laughs> but. I would love to hear Alan Hager play classical guitar again. You know, I thought about that. Um, yeah. We support a lot of other nonprofits here. Uh-huh. One of them is the Portland Guitar Society. They mm-hmm. have their monthly meeting here. They have an open mic, all styles of guitar for an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then they have a featured guest. Yeah. Absolutely, I would love to see Alan play. I, never, I mean, he's trained at Berkeley for Pete's I sake. I never knew, until I had him on the podcast, I never knew that about him. That he, he supported himself at, Ber- at Berkeley by transcribing classical guitar pieces. Wow, and that I did I mean, not know. Tra- transcribing classical pieces for guitar. Wow. I know, but he's never played classical guitar here in Portland. Well, we need to fix that. Okay, I'll work on that. I'll work on that. I know, well, he knows more of my secrets than I know of his, so I may not have a lot of leverage. But uh, yeah, I'd love to get him in here to do that. Don't you think that I Wish My Dog Would Live Longer is the biggest hit those two have ever had? Yes. And un, un, we did have it. Um, I don't want to talk about that. There's legal okay. stuff involved. But yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. We were hoping to use that for our telethon on the 14th. But uh, it doesn't. April 14th. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But uh, Curtis is in town. So I'm going to I'm going to hope he can tape an appeal for us or good. just show up and talk. He can't play music because of contracts. Yes. But, but he's all, all said to me often, what can I do to help? What can I do to help? Yeah, so I'll, yeah. I'll be calling in that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, let's, since, you've, since you just brought it up, let's talk about that, that event. Yes, we're going to do our first ever telethon. Um, one of our board members, Heidi Sadler, came up with this idea as we were brainstorming. Um, she doesn't have time to do it, nor does she have the expertise, she told me. And I'm like, well, it's a great idea. What am I going to do? So I started talking to everybody because I talk. And Gary Furlow, <laughs> our production manager, just looks at me 
like Shelly, I've done 22 telephones with Jerry Lewis. I think I know what to do. So, all right. So now Gary's in charge of the telethon, but we're all working on it. That's so great. We're going we're gonna to start at 2 with a harp circle. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to go till 10 p.m. It'll be 45 minutes of live music interspersed with some classic performances from our archives. Some of those were were uh, recorded before we ever started live streaming. So some of these have not ever seen the light of day. So we've, we have permission from several, like Marv Ross has given us permission to uh-huh. use some. Uh, Mary Flower has given us permission. Beth Wood and Tom Faulkner. Uh-huh. There's a number of people that have given us permission to use some of that archival footage. That's great. So we'll intersperse that with, of course, our appeals, which are really, while we love donations, and boy, thank you to all of you who, who consistently and even sporadically give us donations. What we're really trying to do is build our Patreon base. Yes. And if you don't know what Patreon is, it's mm-hmm. a monthly subscription. And it might only be $10, $20. It could be $100. And Whatever it is, they do add up. Yeah. Many creatives use that to sustain themselves. Oh, yeah. Because right now, as I talked about before, not all of our pieces of business came back after COVID. Yes. Our expenses are the same, uh. except that we did have to lay off our store personnel, which mm-hmm. is heartbreaking. It is. Um, and that's happened the last couple of years. I'm trying to avoid having to do that because Braden Johnson, who's our store manager, people miss him. They miss talking to him. They miss coming and buying instruments from him. Sure. That was one of the great things about Artichoke. Yes, the people loved. The people. And yeah. I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to bring him back hopefully next week. So watch our Facebook page and that's our website. Great. But if we don't get, in my mind, I'd like to get half of our expenses in Patreon. Mm-hmm. If we don't do that, it's going to be really tough to stay in this building, even yeah. if we get a rent decrease. And I'm just yeah. going to flat put that out there. So yeah. many people love Artichoke. You know, even if you can, if we got enough people to do $10, if everybody on our mailing list, which is 4,000 people, did $10, mm-hmm. that's half our expenses. $10. Wow every month Boy. you know and that would give us some kind of confidence because i'm building a new board of directors uh-huh. i've got uh-huh. 15 or 20 people that we're going to be talking to that are very mm-hmm. interested which mm-hmm. i'm super excited about some really high quality people um we'll be building a new board by may that's the goal anyway after the telethon yeah. but you know they can help us determine they're the ones that will decide financially where are we can we sign another lease yeah um, you know, I'm, I'm removing myself from the board as soon as I get more people on because I really believe that that needs to be a check and balance between the executive director and the board. Gotcha. You know, that's the way it's written in the bylaws. It hasn't mm-hmm. always been done that way, but I want to do it that way. So um, we're going to have to do that. Can I get it? We have to take a little break. Someone's okay. at the door. And uh, <laughs> when we find... And, we, we may find out who it is, or we may not find out who it is. And uh, who is that, Shelley? That is Christopher Dolan, our new bartender cafe manager. Ah, very who good. Who appeared at the absolute best time because <laughs> um, we were losing our bookkeeper, who also did the cafe. I was mm-hmm. going to take that over, and uh, that would have been fine with booking. I could have done that, and then you know, decided to take the executive director job. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how am I going to do all this? And here comes Christopher with 40 years experience (laughs) in the restaurant business. Uh He has just jumped in, taken over and saved our bacon. Uh, That's that's one of the things I love about Artichoke is there's so many volunteers. They just 
sometimes they appear at just the right time. Yep. We've added quite a few new bartenders lately. They're all volunteer. Uh-huh. Some of them are retired and they're playing. They're doing it to enjoy the music and to yeah. play for tips. Sure. That works. Sure. That works. You know, it's just we want to bring as many people in as we can. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the telethon, that'll be, of course, a live stream video. Yes, live okay. stream, and it's free in the cafe. So if you ah, come in, uh-huh. you can watch the bands live, or if you're somewhere else in the country, you can watch the live stream. And we're working on how you can donate on the live stream. Gary Furlow's helping us with that. In fact, we have a meeting tomorrow to get all the logistics done Gary's for that. Gary is amazing. Gary is the absolute He's heart and soul so of this good. place. I know that. He is just, and he's training new sound engineers, volunteers all the time, and we always need those. Um, He's so much fun for me. You know, I I had a, we've both spent pretty much the same amount of time in television. He's, he's, he's done more than I have, but, but, uh, you know, I've done network stuff too, but it's so much fun to work with him because we don't have to discuss what it, what it, the thing, what, what we're doing, what it should be, because we already know what it should be. Yeah, he knows. Now, let me ask you this about the telethon. Now, we know that former executive director Bob Howard has a tendency to be enthusiastic. Yes, and he's going to help me co-host it. Yeah, and, and well, the thing is, he asked me to do, to do some hosting, too. Awesome. Have you heard about that? Yes, okay. you were on my list. Um, right. I gave him a couple of hours to curate okay. because he yeah. knows more of the people who have yeah. been here for a long time than yeah. I do. Well, I, of course, I've done, I've done um, membership drives on OPB sure. and KMHD and all that yep. stuff. You so have skills. I have, I have experience. <laughs> I'm not sure about the skills, but I do have experience doing it. Um, I remember one time <laughs> they wanted me to, they, they scheduled me to, to come in to, at OPB to do one of the, one of the, when I was doing Oregon Heartbeat, to do one of the, one of the hours, you know, in, in their membership drive. And it was, and they were showing some band that I hated. <laughs> I hated, hated them. <laughs> and and I, I just and they, I saw saw the thing and I said to them I can't I can't I, l- let me rewrite this you oh. know so that <laughs> so that I can retain some credibility here you know because yeah. people who know me know that that was a band you didn't like yes <laughs> well you know I I have to say booking the room I'd say. of what I book are things that I like that I think the audiences here will respond to. Of course. There's 8%. I'm like, you know, that needs to pay the bills or there's an audience for that, even if it isn't me. I understand that completely. There's a new jazz and blues festival that will be happening next next March in Seaside run by a couple of friends of mine and I'm curating it. Cool. And uh, so that's, that's been really fun. You know, to, to to put that help put that together. Oh, and you know, Isn't my it other fun? hat but it is, is fun. It, I do I do book a few bands, so I'll send you their instru- their information. Oh, <laughs> do you? Yeah, a couple of blues bands. So, and Who? one Americana band, um, John Bunzo. Yeah, that's actually how I got started in this whole thing. I know you. A did. year after I retired, yeah. I ran into him at a show, and I'm like, "Who is this? Why don't I know who this is?" And uh, four <laughs> months later, I was managing him and doing everything. <laughs> um, and from that came. I booked him at Artichoke. That's the first time I had ever been in Artichoke wow. right before COVID hit. I, I had never that been. That was in here? In here, in the okay. new building. Yeah. yeah, that was probably 2019. Yeah. And uh, I'm not one of those people that has a long history, but we are gleaning the the long history. Yeah. Um, Judith Cook, who was the original founder of Artichoke, mm-hmm. when it started as a music instrument store, sent me the absolute nicest email when I took over at executive direct, as executive director. We had a wonderful phone conversation. Mm-hmm. She's uh, planning to come up for the big event June 11th, 
that we believe will be at the Alberta Rose, depending uh-huh. on how the sale goes, and yes. we're working on a sponsor. Yeah. Um, but we've, we'll have a lot of legacy artists playing at that. Steve Einhorn has also been helping. Great. Um, had a great conversation with him. He's going to be in the store this weekend helping us sell. That's nice. As, as will Bob Howard. So there's there's uh-huh. a lot of help coming our way, and, uh-huh. and boy, we need it. And we, I really feel strongly about getting all the history documented. We've yeah. got a lot in pieces. Uh-huh. Um, we have a wonderful uh, collage of faces up in the cafe, artichoke music, mm-hmm. everyday music making for everyone. I don't yeah. know what year it was painted, uh-huh. but we had um, Dan Dover, who used to do a lot of house concerts in town. Mm-hmm. He came to one of the open mics a few months ago, and I didn't know who he was. And he was up on stage. He says, oh, by the way, I'm in that in that picture. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I need to get a picture of him in front of it now yeah. with the history. Yeah. And, of course, the minute I leave and go to the bathroom, <laughs> he leaves and goes <laughs> to Mexico for several months. So Jeez. I'm still going to get that photo. <laughs> but, you know, I've talked to him since then. We're, we're trying to figure out a way to do that. But yeah. um, there are people that know every one of those people on there. And I want to get that captured. I want to to absolutely value the people who have made this what it is. Uh-huh. You know, Don Wheatley, who for years has volunteered and continues to support us and mm-hmm. actually broke his foot painting the ceiling here oh, when no. they moved here. Oh, I mean, geez. and built a lot of this room. And I think he helped uh-huh. build the bar. I mean, there's uh-huh. just so many people that, um, that I don't personally know, but I want to capture their stories. Yeah. And Liz yeah. Campbell, who did photographs forever. Yeah. Um, one of the things we're going to do for the 50th is we're going to have events in the cafe from mm-hmm. June 4th to June 10th. Mm. One of those nights is going to be presenting some of these archives. Nice. And along with that, we're going to do a trivia contest. <laughs> so Liz has provided me. One of the things Liz has done is in the past taken pictures of people's shoes and their feet on the artichoke stage carpet. Huh. Excuse me, the platform. It's not yes. a stage. No, it's not. No, um, it's a no. platform. You'd anyway, have to do other she's, things she's got those identified, so we're going to use that as part of the trivia contest. Huh. I'm so I think I'm more excited about that than anything. <laughs> I think that's really going to be fun. So if anyone listening to this has a really good trivia question, please send it to me that my info's on the website. But I, I think that's going to be a lot of fun and, and hopefully will garner a lot of interest for us. But you know, all the you- events will be... Um, in the cafe, the 4th through the 10th, and then we'll have a big blowout on yeah. the 11th, hopefully at the Alberta Rose. That's great. That's great. You know what you should do? When I first, when I first started working at, at uh, OPB many years ago, <laughs> <laughs> one of the first stories I did was on Kate and Steve. Oh, cool. At the old store on Hawthorne, right? Because I was living right down the street at that time because you could afford it then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Um, and I had to come back. I did. The, we did the shoot. It was almost all all ready, and we actually were, were 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 working on the edit. And I said, "Wait a minute, there's something missing." So we went back and got a shot of them kissing in the store. Oh, wonderful! I think, do you have that? I don't think so. Oh, but I think that could be recreated here. That would I wonder be if amazing. Ever, I wonder if they've ever exchanged kisses in this store. I don't know. We'll they have should. to ask them. You yeah. should. Yeah. They're, they're probably going to end up, I'm going to ask them, I haven't done it yet, to curate one of the nights leading That's up great. to the 11th. Nice. And I'm also going to ask them to perform on the 11th. So. Great. And they know some people. I have a couple of targets of some very big names, people that are big now that mm-hmm. have history with Artichoke. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping they can get at least one of them. So we've, yeah. we're starting some feelers out there. But you know what? If we don't get a big name, we'll get names that people assume associate with artichoke that are happy to share the day it's not the most important thing you know but being a little bit of a profit person i want to make enough money on that 
too, you know. Um, The other cool thing we have for the event on the 11th is Gary Houston, who is a phenomenal poster printmaker. He has done the Waterfront Blues Festival along with many other iconic rock Mm -hmm. posters. He's Mm -hmm. at uh, voodoocatbox.com. He's going to design a special 50th anniversary. That's great. Artichoke 50th anniversary poster for us. That's great. We're going to have a silent auction. Uh Uh-huh. And one of the items that I want to put is the number one autographed by everyone that plays on the 11th. That'll be a silent <laughs> auction item. Yeah. So, and we yeah. have a guitar of, that is signed by Jason Isbell uh-huh. and the 400 unit that's going to be there. We're wow. working on a week at Black Butte. Uh-huh. Um, we're not going to have a lot of items. I want to have 10 really, really compelling items uh-huh. and not have just a bunch of stuff Right. You know, many of the people who are going to come are probably more my age and we are not wanting stuff. We want experiences. Uh You know, Uh we we're getting rid of clutter. (laughs) (laughs) So there'll be there'll be a good mix. And obviously that's a work in progress. Yeah, that's great. Um, So uh, where do you get all this energy? (laughs) You know, when the first year I retired, 2017, April Fool's Day. From what? Um. At that point, Kroger, uh-huh. um, I had worked for Meyer and Frank for 20 years. I uh-huh. worked for Fred Meyer for 12. Then Fred Meyer had a big layoff, and Kroger was already talking to me about going back to Cincinnati in their corporate office, which wow. I didn't really want to do, but yeah. all of a sudden that looked like a really good idea. So I've lived in Portland since I was eight. I had what I call my lost years, 2002 to 2007 in Cincinnati, uh. but part of that was spent in Seal Beach, which... In, in California is a wonderful little town. They uh-huh. sent me there on a corporate project. Uh-huh. And right at the end of that, they moved all the jobs that I was qualified for back to Portland, Oregon. So uh-huh. they moved me back. So I paid my penance for all my misdeeds, all my snarkiness, <laughs> and got to come back. But um, company was really, really good to me. I was on, uh-huh. I really didn't want to retire. I retired at 66. Uh-huh. I was ready to, to work a few more years. Yeah. But they were doing a big staff reduction, and mm-hmm. they offered everybody of a certain age with service, you know, almost two years salary to leave. I'm like, okay, goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> didn't have to think about that <laughs> too the, hard. Yeah, but the first year, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then, you know, that whole thing I talked about before, yeah. you know, meeting John Bunzo, and he taught me a lot about how to manage. We did mm-hmm. a Kickstarter campaign together. I learned how to do a newsletter, helped him redo his website, you know upped his bookings quite a bit Uh because I'm I'm ferocious on Facebook looking for places for him to play. But um, that all led to here. And Uh, here we are. (laughs) Here you are. Yeah, I would guess that when you moved back to Portland, you didn't think you would end up as the executive director of Artichoke Music. I didn't even know Artichoke (laughs) Music existed. Really? (laughs) I didn't. I mean, it was kind of off in my periphery. But like I said Uh before, I was in my blues bubble. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't blues, I pretty much didn't go out and listen to it. But that's the other thing that Benzo helped me with is I got my ears changed. I learned a lot about Americana. Uh And I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's so much good music out there now. I get... Yeah. somewhat irritated with people my age um, <laughs> who say, oh, there's no good music anymore. I'm like, you're not well, looking. You're there's not, fabulous yeah, of music. Of course there is. We've done some phenomenal shows in the cafe. I went to the Portland Folk Festival that Fox and Bones puts on every yeah. year in January. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I would say the average age of the of the crowd and the part and the people performing was probably their mid thirties. Mm-hmm. They're wonderful songwriters. They're great bands. I've had, I think I've got five of them now. Uh-huh. Um, 
that have that have played here or are coming to play here. Yeah. Like Christopher Worth is coming next year. If you uh-huh. know, next month. If you haven't heard Christopher Worth sing, he's been on the podcast. Yeah. Oh my God, he yeah. has a voice like an angel. Yeah. You know, and he's bringing acoustic minds with him that'll do harmonies. Ah. You know, and I'm I'm really the excited. Twins. Yeah. I'm kind of excited to bring this next generation of people to build the next generation of yeah. community at Artichoke yeah. because so many people have fostered it and built it and cared for it, and nurtured it for 50 years, but we're not going to be the next 50. How do we get those people in their thirties right. and forties to discover right. this place and make it their own? Yeah. I mean, that's really one of my big missions. I, you know, I don't want to be doing this for five years. I want to do it for a couple of years until I find yeah. the next group of people that right. want to expand and build it and love it. Like yeah. everybody does. I mean, it just yeah. gets in your blood. If you've been here once for a show, uh, people all the time come up and go, oh, my gosh, I love this room. How did uh-huh. I not know? Uh-huh. So uh-huh. that'll that'll keep us going forward. And yeah. we're also um, forging other co- collaborations with nonprofits. Uh, the Alberta Abbey, which if you yeah. haven't been there yet, um, they have uh, it's a nonprofit. And they also yep. have another arm called Elevate Unity. Uh-huh. And we're going to do some shows with them. Some shows are just too big for artichoke. Yes. So July 9th, we mm-hmm. have a Western swing band, the Western Flyers, oh, with yeah. Red Volkert, mm-hmm. which they sold out our little cafe on a sunny July afternoon <laughs> last year. Really? With no dance floor. I mean, for Pete's sake, wow. it's Western swing. Yeah. So we're going to take that show to the Abbey. They have a downstairs ballroom with a big dance floor, mm-hmm. a full bar, and catering. Those things we don't have here. Right. So we're going to do that, I think, July 8th or 9th. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in the fall, Mary Flower, who's been such a great supporter of, of Artichoke, yeah. her YouTube video that we taped uh, during the uh, COVID mm-hmm. has over 6,000 views on YouTube. Nice. She's been a great ambassador. Yeah. She came and did a show for me. She uh, co-showed with a, a band we brought from Australia, Great Ant, that we knew. Uh-huh. No one knew who they were. And I asked her, I said, would you do a split bill with them? She yeah. doesn't need to do that, but she yeah. did. Yeah. And they're now really good friends, a lot of respect for each other. Oh, yeah. She's, a, she's a great talent. She's wonderful. And a, and a sweetheart. Yes. And she uh, she's doing a blues camp in September up mm-hmm. at Minucha in the Gorge. So I asked her if she could bring the staff and do mm-hmm. a show here before they go up there. Uh-huh. And she looks around. She goes, well, how many people does this see? And I go, 50. She goes, well, I'd really want to do 90. Yeah. And, and Gary and I looked at the room. We could fit 90 people in here, but we don't want to. It's not right. going to be good for the audience. Yeah. It's not good for us. And for probably legal reasons, it's not good. Right. So we're going to take that show also, Artichoke at the Abbey. Uh-huh. We're going to do that in the main auditorium upstairs nice. in September. Nice. So And Guy Davis is coming. I'm so excited really? about Guy Davis. Wow. Yeah, he's one of them. And I'm, I'm sorry I can't remember the other teachers right now. Yeah. One of them's Mimi, and I saw her up at the... Uh, the Central Port Townsend Blues Festival last uh-huh. year that I had uh-huh. gone to for the first time in 20 years. And oh, she's, yeah. she, she taught for Mary last year and all the participants said, you have to get her back. And I'm sorry, I can't remember her last name. Yeah. But um, yeah, we're looking for other opportunities. You know, if, if a show's too big for here, we'll go somewhere else and we'll partner with them. And uh-huh. we're going to profit share with the, with the nonprofit there at the Alberta Rose. Uh-huh. Um, I just 
worked and oh, worked, worked really hard on this one. Um, Doug McLeod, who is up for acoustic. Doug McLeod. Yeah. Yes, indeed. October 7th. Uh-huh. So my friend Squirrel, who does shows out in the gorge, Squirrel's going to have him in, in Hood River on the 6th. Uh-huh. We'll have him here at Artichoke on the 7th. Jan Mancuso have, any, Mancuso have anything to do with this um, one? She gave me Mickey, Mickey's yeah. information. Yeah. She's, yes. She's and Jan's friend. actually going to, has offered to help uh, with the sponsorship because it's a higher guarantee than. Excellent. We don't usually guarantee here, but yeah. I want to make sure that he gets paid what he's worth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also hooked uh, Mickey, his booking agent and manager, up with the Cascade Blues Association, and they're uh-huh. going to help them get some other shows a couple days before, maybe down in Salem or Eugene. Uh-huh. So some of these partnerships, I think, are really important, and it just helps support the musicians, which yeah. is really what yeah. we're about. You know, yeah. I'm not a musician. I'm probably the only person that's ever been associated with Artichoke <laughs> that's not a musician, but I am a consumer of music. Yeah. I love music. I, I just value so much. Sure what musicians have to sacrifice to bring mm-hmm. their shows to us, to bring their talent to mm-hmm. us. Most of them, mm-hmm. you know, either have day jobs or they're destitute, you know, but they can't do, I mean, they, maybe they don't know how to do a spreadsheet or do all the stuff I know how to do, but yeah. my God, you get them up on that stage and that energy happens. Yep. There's nothing like it. It's magic. Yeah. It must be really gratifying for you to maybe have sort of, discovered somebody who doesn't get get a lot of play and have them come up on have them play here and and, and have, a, have a nice crowd it must be great a great feeling for you well that's one of the things i like about the open mic we have those the last uh-huh. wednesday of every month and the open mic to me is that's fertile ground mm-hmm. there are people and i always say there are people that are very talented and people that are very brave and they all deserve a place on our <laughs> stage you know and i don't mean that in a bad way you know if they want to get up and do their two songs it's a very appreciative audience. It's a very kind audience. And, you know, there's there's some people that maybe should just stay in their bedrooms. But yes. that's there's really very few of those. Uh-huh. And the other two gentlemen that come all the time is is Doyle and Jim. And, I'm, I, again, I don't know their last names. They're my age. They go out to all the open mics. Uh-huh. They support all these young songwriters. <laughs> they, uh, In fact, they just sent me a list. I talked to them the other night. They sent me a list of all their favorite people. And I've already booked a third of them here. But nice. I'm going to investigate the rest of them. Great. Um, and my other favorite thing about open mics is there's a lady that comes who's probably almost my age who plays accordion. So the first time she gets up there and she does Parisian love songs on the accordion. <laughs> the second month she comes up, she says, I'm going to do a Dick Dale song. If you don't know who Dick Dale is, it's surf rock guitar. Yeah, of course it is. And I just looked at her and then she gets up on stage and she laughs. She says, well, Dick Dale's Lebanese and this is actually a Lebanese folk song. <laughs> I want to hear that's, that. That's not Yeti, is it? Um, no, okay. no, um, okay. I can't think of her name right now. Sorry. Right. That's okay. Um, but going into the open mics, then we have our next format, which is a coffee house showcase. Mm-hmm. It's a half hour for four performers once or twice a month. Whenever I have a Thursday night that, you know, mm-hmm. I think we can fill, they get 30 minutes. They don't get paid. They're yeah. happy to get up on stage. They right. split the tips and that's a fundraiser for artichoke. Mm-hmm. People love playing those, but that's the next step for some of this young talent. Yeah. And I've already, let's see, we've been doing it since June. I've already got five people that have moved up that I found at open mics that have done a coffee house showcase. Mm-hmm. 
there's one or two of them that I think in a little while we'll be able to do a, a co-show with somebody. Uh-huh. And those are the things that I'm finding really re- rewarding yeah. is to find those little nuggets of people. Yeah. Um, Gina DeNoble's one that I met at the songwriter soiree last year. I was uh-huh. going there for the first time. I didn't know where to go. It was out in a park and I saw her and I'm like, that girl's a songwriter. And I followed her to see what, what part of the park they were in. Uh-huh. We ended up sitting <laughs> together, having the best conversation. She's now a volunteer here. She's learning the soundboard. She's also performed for one of our other collaborations, which is the Portland Radio Project. It's Uh a female songwriter series we Uh do once a month on Fridays. She's performed there. I was able to hook her up with my friend who books Catfish Lou's out in Beaverton. She did a show out there. So all these connections, I think those Mm -hmm. are the things that make me happy when we can all help each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jet, Black, Jet Black Pearl, who played here for yes. the Portland Jazz Festival. Yeah, he is. A, a, a she's sound. playing out at Catfish she's, Lou's. I'm like, you know, I, I don't want to bring her back till the fall. <laughs> yeah. And then my friend Marie, who books Catfish Lou's, like, she's like, who do you have that might be able to play here? I'm like, oh, we have to get Jet Black Pearl. So she's there this Friday, actually. I don't know when this That's is going to run. Yeah, this, this but yeah, this week. and Marie and I are working really well together about, you know, if it doesn't make sense for her, maybe it makes sense here. Yeah. So between the two yeah. of us, That's nice. we're able to find places for people to play. Uh-huh. That's great. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Um, you must be. You must be. You would. You wouldn't have taken the the gig if you weren't optimistic. Absolutely. Yeah. I, but I, a I lot's just... a lot's hinging on this Patreon. It really is. Yeah. Um, you know, there's only so much, and and our landlord's been wonderful, and there's only so much he can do. So we'll see. I mean, their expenses are expenses, and yeah. this we've had this building I think for seven years, and the the business supported it seven years ago. Uh-huh. I don't know. Can we bring all that business back? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm yeah. going to do my best. You know, mm-hmm. I've got merchandising experience. So, you know, if we can staff the store, I think the store can pay for itself. Mm-hmm. The teachers are starting to come back. Mm-hmm. There's not enough of them, but we have four classrooms upstairs. I would love to see those filled. Sure. I would love to see the cafe every single night, but we mm-hmm. need sound engineers more than anything. Yeah. Gary Furlow cannot work seven days a week. No, <laughs> certainly not. But... The cafe can support music seven days a week. We yeah. have great street parking. Uh-huh. You know, um, we have beer and wine and snacks. We don't have food we have to worry about. So, you know, it's a wonderful space. It's here. You come here for the music. Yep. You don't come here for anything else. You come nope. here for the music. Yep. Do you remember the first record you ever bought? Yep. What was it? Beach Boys. Fun, fun, fun. Really? <laughs> <laughs> also my first concert. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Although the first song I remember dancing to when I was probably six years old was um, Elvis Presley, Hound Dog. Hound Dog, And yes. only years later did I find out that was actually was a blues a big song. Big Mama Thornton. Big Mama Thornton, <laughs> yep. And I'm like, see, I had it in my blood. But I was born in Chicago, and I do think somewhere in the womb, I heard Muddy Waters because uh-huh. I have such a reaction to Muddy Waters. Uh-huh. It's just my favorite thing in the world. Really? Um, and I think I just, you know, on the L, mom was probably on the L or going to a White Sox game or something. And I must have heard Muddy Waters because I just, I absolutely love it. I've, I've told, I've told Curtis this before. I said, yeah. if I'm ever in a coma, you and Alan Hager come into my room and you play two trains running. If I don't wake up, pull the damn plug. <laughs> he gets a kick out of that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what are you listening to these days? Um, a lot of YouTube video of people that want to uh, oh. come here, but I tend, you know, I tend to listen to a lot of Americana, like Jason Isbell, uh-huh. Lucas, Lucas Nelson, uh-huh. people that I didn't know existed. That's Willie's before. son, right? Yep. Yeah. 
I actually went um, I went to two things that I w- can't believe. I, I wouldn't have believed it five years ago. I went to the Inland Northwest Country Music Awards huh? in Eastern Washington, uh-huh. and I found a fabulous girl trio that I'm trying to get here, but it uh-huh. isn't working because they have to have other shows besides Artichoke to drive that far. And I went on the Outlaw Country Cruise this year uh-huh. based solely on Dave Alvin. I'm huh? a huge Dave Alvin fan. Dave uh-huh. Alvin, Rodney Crowell, I'm there. Um, Anna Tivill is one that I've just recently discovered. In uh-huh. fact, she has a show this Saturday night that I'm going to sneak out to with Joe Pug, who I saw at the uh, Bluebird Cafe in Nashville back uh-huh. in the mid-90s. Uh-huh. I drugged my whole work team there, and they're like, what are you taking us to? <laughs> and my boss is like rolling his eyes. And then he talked to his brother, who was a musician in Texas. Uh-huh. He comes back, he goes, oh, this is a big deal. Yeah, it's a big <laughs> deal. So I saw Joe Pug there. I'm going to dig out the CD I bought and hopefully yeah. have him autograph yeah. it. Yeah. It's funny, I, was, I saw Larkin Poe the other day. I love Larkin Poe. On on Jimmy Kimmel or one of the or yeah. you know, or, or, or the Tonight Show one of the, one of them and um, and they must have been listening to to um, uh, Lisa Mann because they were playing metal. Yeah, it's I call it punk blues. Hill Stomp's the other thing. It's right. kind of blues, but it's punk. Yeah, I would love to have Hill Stomp here, but no, this is not the right room for Hill Stomp. No, <laughs> but Hill Stomp. I mean, Henry could do a workshop. Yeah. They could do a workshop here, and we do that. We had Dar Williams last year do uh-huh. a songwriting workshop that Great. sold out. Great. I had people begging to get in because she wow. capped it. Yeah. In fact, Avery yeah. Hill, who's one of our fabulous teachers here, she teaches ukulele. She's like, I forgot to buy my ticket. I'm like, we'll get you in, Avery, because <laughs> she's, she's a huge supporter. Just been yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Del Rey, who um, is a ukulele master and dobro master, she used to play down here 20 years ago pretty consistently with Steve James, who uh-huh. if you look on the cover of Acoustic Guitar Magazine uh-huh. this month, there's Steve James, who unfortunately just passed. Oh. But um, Steve came down. Bob Howard had worked with him mm-hmm. last fall. We had a bunch of what they call cowboy guitars. I know, which he are bought all his guitars. In, he bought all of them. And I, yeah. I drove in here that day because I'm like, I'm not missing Steve James. Yeah. And we talked about him doing a show here this year. Mm. Um, and what I was going to do is, you know, we did, we had uh, Del come, Del Ray come. She mm-hmm. did a ukulele workshop in a show last fall. I was going to have Steve come in the spring. And then in the fall, when people were reacquainted with them again, I was going to have them do a weekend and trade off. Um, but it, it, 20 years ago, a lot of people don't know who they are now. And I'm like, yeah, we got to build that. Yeah. And unfortunately now Steve passed. That's a shame. It just breaks my heart. And I know I, I talked to Dell about coming back and she's, she's still devastated as well. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, listen, boy, you got a lot on your plate. <laughs> yeah, but I'm happy. You know, work can, makes me happy. I, I understand that totally. You know, unless it's baseball, my TV's not on. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing I really want well, to watch. I'm, I'm, exa- I'm exactly the same. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and I am going up to a Mariners game on Sunday. And Excellent. The store, that, there's a lot of people here, and I'm said, I'm taking that day. I'm going to need it. My brain is full. <laughs> That's great. I know. I just, I'm a, my, my carrier's T-Mobile, and they oh. give away the MLB at bat app with, all, with, with video of all the games. All Wonderful. of the games. Well, except Wonderful. for Mariners games, which is okay, because you know, I, I get that anyway. But yeah. But uh, so I just I, that just came out today, and I got it, and the Orioles start uh, the, at the end of the week. Good. And I've got the whole season now. I didn't have to pay a cent. Good for you. Yeah, MLB TV. Um, since I bought yeah. season tickets to the Mariners this uh-huh. next year, God help me, um, I get <laughs> MLB TV free too. That's so I'm like, well, well that's, that's what good. It is. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. like, okay. Okay. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to pay that. I watch a lot of baseball when I can. Me and, too. And if I'm here at Artichoke and all I'm doing is letting somebody in that's doing a jam, I'll go in the other room and I'll watch it on my iPad. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You have to. Yep. <laughs> Got to balance something. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I can't wait. Because yep. <laughs> the Orioles are going to have a good team this year. Yep. Well, so are the Mariners. That's right. And Julio, it's going to be so much fun to watch him for oh, decades. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Yep. You never know. People get hurt, but uh, you can you can just, just just cross your fingers and yep. hope that things turn out right. Yep. All the way around. Absolutely. <laughs> well, listen, thanks a lot. I'm going to let you get back to work. Okay, and thank you for oh, having me. Oh, this is me. work, too, isn't it? <laughs> this doesn't feel like work. That's, okay, good. yeah. <laughs> Glad to hear that. All right. Well, you know what we like to say at the end? That's entertainment. <laughs>